0: Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fuel by Guinness, powered by celery. And tonight, it's not quite a preview show. It's not quite a Monday show because it's on Friday. But uh, for for avoidance of doubt, I'm calling this uh, From Salt to Salzburg, Chelsea Fancast nine, uh, 929. And I am, of course, Stanford Church. It is Friday. It's just after seven. So our usual time. And uh, I have with me, of course, Mr.
2: Jonathan Kidd. Oh, cheers. Lovely to be on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Great stuff. Good, good. Not much to talk about again. No, nothing.
0: Nothing to see here.
2: Nothing to see nothing, here. Nothing at all. No, no, Who've we got on the show, JK? Oh, uh, we've got a couple of wastrels, a couple of ne'er-do-wells. I don't know how, where you get them from. These people, they just appear. A barrel, on, mate. In, yeah, a barrel. You 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 put your harpoon in and you drag one out on the end of your stick. Um, It is, of course... The, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long stick it's what a... can i say yes it's very nice i'd be in a, stick, a bigger barrel than liam and a harpoon on it it is of course the housewife's choice it, it's uh it's the great goalie himself It, it the 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 wonderful author of palp- palpable discord it is clayton
3: Beaman. Good evening. Lovely to be here. Um and this might be the season of Powerful Discord the sequel. Ooh, Yes. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. And uh well I, I mean I'm gonna very quickly introduce uh well Liam may or may not be with us. He's in the yeah, exactly. He's uh he he will try. I'm gonna leave it like that. So we're gonna we're gonna carry on and Liam can just butt in whenever he likes if he can and I shall leave it like that. But the lovely Liam Toomey from The Athletic um, now listen, I'm going to, I'm going to kick off with, uh, um, this, uh, the news really, actually in part one, we're going to do the Chelsea news, which really the only news of substance. I'm not going to talk about the uh, directors of football because we don't really know what's happening there. If the truth to be told, it's just like transfer rumors. So let's wait until they've actually hired somebody and then we can talk about that with authority. Um, the <coughs> news really this week was, uh, was Todd Bowley, uh, at this, um, strange, uh, kind of thing called salt, which is for you know financiers, networking and all that and data people and all that kind of thing in New York. Uh part two, we are going to talk about football. Yeehaw. We're gonna talk about the Chelsea versus Salzburg game from Wednesday night, uh which was of course uh Graham Potter's first match at the helm. Uh and uh as I said, because this is you know there's no games to preview this weekend Um, I thought well why don't we slip in a few emails in part three because we've had four that have come in this week and they're all very lovely so that's what we're going to do. So boys um, what I would say first of all was there was this almighty ferora that erupted on Tuesday because this this thing called SALT which I still don't know exactly what it stands for but uh, uh, is a from what I understand, it kind of like a, a networking group of uh, financiers and people like that. Very, It was very much the emphasis on capital and, and financing. Um, and they get the great and the good to go and speak about stuff. And they invited Todd Bowley on, on there um, ostensibly to talk about um, Chelsea and, and what he was up to. I and mean, Before we get into the furore about what he said and whether it was a or should have been a furore or not, the first question I'd like to pose to both of you, really, but I'll, I'll grab you first, J.K., is, I mean, we were talking the other week about, you know, what's Todd's plan, we kept on saying. What's the plan? And then we find out what the plan is at a bloody finance meeting in New York. Why couldn't he talk to the football media here, or even the supporters here, and actually tell us what the plan was? So I had the hump from the start. So J.K., am I being typically cantankerous, or what? I think you are being a bit. Cantankerous. Oh no! I was hoping you could just say no, George. You are being perfectly reasonable.
2: <laughs> but yeah, we are. They're all businessmen, aren't they? This is a world of business. That that that. Um, Suddenly, we're seeing business in 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 all its red rawness. It's it's what they get up to. They they don't need well. I suppose like Abramovich. He, well, he never said anything at all. But they don't need to say anything, so they'll choose a time when they want to do it. And uh, and he fancied explaining it at a business meeting. So um, you know, good luck to him. I have to say, I I I like this idea he came up with about north south. I like more games. And he then said the reason being it could generate about. 250 million if he sells it around the world. And uh, and they would then be able to to give money to um, grassroots football. And I thought, yeah, why not? It's a bit of a breath of fresh air, I you, think. you
0: don't have a problem. You don't have a problem that, you know, we're the ones that are emotionally and actually financially invested in Chelsea. He's come over to, you know, to take over the club, that it would have actually been at least respectful to actually, you know, share what his plans for the club that we are so... Emotionally invested in, you know, over here to us, rather than to a bunch of financiers.
2: Well, but to what extent has he shared the uh, the plan? For well, the we've club? got, we've um, had, we've had more
0: insight into what he, he wants to do at the club in that half an hour video that I watched from Salt
2: than we've had in
0: a hundred yeah. days of him being here.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Well, and it, yes, but it, and, and consequently, it has allowed, it has forced us to make lots of. Um, Uh, wrong suppositions about the way the club was going to be doing. Very possibly. But uh, but, um, uh, should one not be um, allowed to indulge the whims of of billionaires who own 60 different companies? I
0: I, 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 I don't necessarily see him like that. I I wouldn't, I'm not, you know Roman was a one man band, you know, it was all his money personally his money uh, and you know, he, he had that kind of, you know, uh, kind of dictator stroke dilettante. I mean, you know, Raymond was out there on his own. Todd Bowley is one of a conglomerate of people, you know. So I, I see it as a very, I don't think he's allowed to have whims. You know, his is a different well, kind of organisation.
2: One of the aspects of it is, of course, is that why is he such a spokesperson on this? Does he have to consult with them considering he doesn't have the uh, the lion's share of the... Well, exactly. Um, Percentage of the of of the whole club, but if he represents so many different com- companies, um, uh, I, I I actually think they're all just they're kind of sh- shooting at, at apples. Yeah. they're just they're just trying to knock apples down as opposed to shaking the tree. They're all firing um, machine guns at. Them. I think they're just um, slightly out of their depth. Um, he he can't believe what he's involved in i think in a good way for him and uh and they're making they're making decisions they would make that are business decisions rather than football Um, decisions and yet and yet i think he's come up with the idea of that
0: let's let's talk let's talk about what he said in in a second i just want to ask clayton what what he thinks about my somewhat incendiary opening statement which i really didn't think it would be but uh, maybe maybe it is what do you reckon mate
3: um i've I've got no problem. I can't actually think what he said that's offended you so much. No, no, no,
0: no. I'm not not, not necessarily offended by what he said. I I just thought, well, look. No, but but you're
3: offended that he started speaking to, you know, at a a, a meeting in, in New York about us. But I don't actually perceive... I know there was lots of bits floated about and he was asked questions and what have you, but I don't actually think that he said anything that, say, for example... But do you want to take the North-South All-Star game? Yeah. I, it's it's just all stuff and nonsense, to be perfectly honest. I mean, it's it's quite interesting that I I think that... I, I think the only thing that he said, and this is... that, that I think was potentially slightly condescending, but perhaps not meant in that way, was we could learn a lot about sport in America. And I don't disagree, because basically, if you go to sport in America, I mean, it is very expensive or can be very expensive. You, you've, done, you've done this, haven't you? You've been, I've done... I, yeah, I've I've been to every form of professional sport in America. I've been to baseball, basketball, ice hockey, uh, NFL. It, you, you can... Only pray over here to actually get treated, or not treated. But to to have the facilities in the majority of the stadia over there. I mean, it's basically it's like going to the theatre, but not in a sort of not in a sort of comfy chairs. And I know that a lot of people, it's a working man's game, working person's game, and we should all be sort of knee deep in muck, and you know. All the rest of it, but when they watch sport over there, they watch it in in relative comfort. And I mean, you know, I've I've been sitting in the Matthew Harding stand for, um, well since it opened, and oh, it, it hasn't changed. Years. Yeah, it's yeah. not changed at all, you know. And I understand the difficulties because it was badly designed in the first place. You know, toilets with only one entrance and no exit. Um, bars that are basically facing into a, a, a gangway that's basically no bigger than three, p- three or four people wide. I mean, it's been designed by uh, uh, you know, and the same for the East Stand, which is even worse. It's designed by people who never ever fucking stepped into a football stadium and don't actually understand the needs of supporters. And so when he says we can learn from America, yes, I'm happy to learn in terms of the client of the you know we are clients so you know the client experience because it should be we're we're paying top dollar now and we 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 are not in a top dollar stadium now that's not Bowley's fault and and that could apply to virtually every stadium apart from Man City to an extent Spurs definitely because that's basically the best stadium in the country and Arsenal you know these are stadia, but when you know so the north south game I couldn't give a toss. I don't, you know, when we're not in it, does anybody watch the, the Community Shield? No. You know, in America, they have a, what's known as an all-star game in the middle of a baseball season. And the public vote for those players that they want or they, they consider to be the players who should be in this. And it's, a you know, they have like a, a sort of who can hit the ball, a home run, it's called home run derby, where you basically have, you know, who can hit the most home runs off X number of pitches? It's a bit of stuff and nonsense, and it doesn't really mean anything. And, you know, the, 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 instead of North versus South, it's the American conference against the national conference. So it, it's, it's a thing. But what he hadn't factored into that, and, and, you know, go and ask Klopp, the first person to comment on it. Great. But he's right. Where the, Sam Hall, are you actually going to play this? When are you going to play it? And yes, there won't be a competitive element to it, but it's like they they talk about the Pro Bowl, which is again similar sort of thing. But National Football League that's played the week after Super Bowl, and it's only to it's only for TV, so that they've got another game on. What have you? We it's wall to wall football now, and so if he's saying that, as I, I as I believe he was. To ge- you know to, to generate income for the the football pyramid that's fine and I, I haven't got a problem I, I think it's really quite funny that we spent 20 years waiting for Roman to say anything and the minute we've got somebody <laughs> who can't stop talking we're like oh my god but I just you know it's all sanctimonious crap isn't well, it I, I, you- I think I think the, the issue here is that I broadly
0: agree. Actually, I agree with what Jonathan said. Actually, at the get-go as well. I mean, the only issue I I have with it, like you, Clayton, is you know, in an era where managers are quite rightly complaining about the number of games and how exhausted their players are, the last thing we need to be thinking about is another bloody game. But I, I don't have a I don't have a problem with Bowley coming up with ideas to get the ball rolling. I mean, what I would say about the All Star Game is that. You know, rather than putting on this game, just get the bloody Premier League to cough up what they're already supposed to cough up for the pyramid, which they always seem to squirm out of. But Yeah, um,
3: they're not going to do that, are they?
0: Well, there we go. And he's part of the Premier League, so maybe he should lean on them. But, you know, I do think this has been deliberately, I think actually the whole interview, and I think this is what J.K. was alluding to, has been taken out of context to suit an agenda uh, the usual agenda, which is anti-Chelsea, but actually also a very anti-American feeling. It's, you know, I think we're getting a bit sensitive about, uh, you know, about the Americans coming over here and taking over everything and changing everything. You know, I agree. I mean, I've kind of been, you know, um, a bit like that myself in some respects. But uh, I, I think they're very quick. Gary Neville, for example, very quick to seize on anything that Bowley says that that might uh, you know sounds stupid or threaten it, JK They're trying to make out is he's,
2: he's a dick which which I think is 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 not fair he's a very clever man very he has to be clever mm. you can't be where you are in the, in the world of business to be to be
3: it, it, uh, it's a shame it's a shame that Liam's not here because I was listening to the straight out of Colburn podcast and Simon Johnson made a really really good and which is following on from what you say Chich, which is quite right he felt really uncomfortable about the fact that there's this criticism of Americans who don't know what they're talking about. And that on the back of, you know, the general media sneering at Jesse March when he came over here and calling him Ted Lasso, not a programme I've watched, but understand it's a a comedy programme about an American manager coming to manage in the Premier League. And he he made the point that it was actually just, it's a really sort of, has an unpleasant feeling about it, about this sort of superiority. Well, what the hell can they know about it? You know, and and it's wrong. You know, in, in the same way that we, we, we've had this debate over the years about some people saying, well, if you live in America, how can you be a Chelsea fan? Well, you know, you can be a Chelsea fan wherever the hell you want to be. And, you know, and by the same token, you can have an opinion on football in this country. You don't have to live here, no. you don't have to breathe it, but you know, if you've got a modicum of understanding, everybody's entitled to their opinion.
0: Well, I think I think the other thing is, it, you know, what what people are, 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 are worried about is is cultural colonialism or cultural imperialism, which is a bit ironic considering we're a country that exported every single game across the world, having colonised half of it. Mic drop. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. I, you're, you're quite right, and and sort of. I just, I, it, we are very resistant to change, and yet our, the game of football is changing all the time. It's evolving all the time. You know, if you showed a game of football from this week to somebody watching it ten years ago, they wouldn't believe the fact that you know you have got goalkeepers who are playing as sweepers, and the fact that it is so bloody fast, and the fact that. To be a quote competitive football team is all you need to do. As is, is have ten people who can run around yeah. incessantly for for ninety six, seven minutes.
2: And the number of substitutes would freak freak people
3: out as well. the fact yeah. of the constant changing yeah.
2: and also the patterns of play as well. They wouldn't even know what a pattern of play was. They would yeah. they they they'd be expecting one one both teams playing the same the same rigid formula, and that's that's what you expected. Um, uh, I actually, but I, I see the logic of of coming in and saying, um, why isn't there a game like the Pro Bowl? Why isn't there a game like uh, All Star stuff? Because, but I think you need to give carrots to the players if you wanted to do that. And I think you could, you, I think you need bigger squads as well because of what you said about burnout. But if that becomes part of it, you, know, you almost give them a carrot by saying, well, there's a Hall of Fame. You would be, uh, you'd be in the Hall of Fame, or you'd be. Most valuable player for the last season, you get money accordingly. If it all, if it's all set up, I think you get people wanting to do that kind of um, would, would, pre-season game. Would people want to and, watch and it? Than have... Would people want to watch it? Do you think? Because no, I mean, where's I, the
0: buy-in? There's no none of the usual tribal. Yeah, but I, stuff, I, I almost
2: there. don't think it. I, I almost think it's a TV thing. Once again, I think yeah, it. Yeah. They probably watch or they watch it around the world. Yeah, and that's yeah. where we get the money from. Yeah. So it, it is actually a decent supposition. I like the fact that he's actually talked about it. I really I'm I'm i I I praise him for doing this. And I found, you know, reading some Gary Lineker putting him down saying, oh don't you, you know what's the matter with you? I didn't think you you don't appreciate what's going on. I agree completely. I think there was a but as you say, the double thing is not only is it an anti American, but it's always anti Chelsea and it's the association between got, the two. They've they got the
0: perfect storm, haven't they?
2: Yeah, yeah, completely.
0: Completely. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean I I I I we're, we're, Folding that back into the whole process of what he felt about um, Tuchel um, is, uh, um, uh, it, it makes sense. The whole thing makes sense that he's very hands-on. He's a huge personality. The very fact that he's uh, in charge of, a, uh, of an elite football club, he's doing the exact opposite of Abramovich. He wants to be associated with this. He has opinions. Is very, very at the forefront. In a sense, that's completely the opposite of what Tuchel was. And you can see it. You can see why this didn't work. But because of his huge personality, um, because of his we should have actually prophesied this with his shades and his long hair and his and his his uh, his T-shirt and his just being prominent at the very beginning. He, it, it's it's we've got to actually just get used to the fact that he is part of this whole process. And that's why he wanted a manager in there. He could bounce off and he can then talk about stuff if necessary. I see this being almost the beginning of something different with the way that owners run clubs. They have a they have a I, I wouldn't surprise me if he's hugely politicized about football and makes lots and lots of pronouncements about what how to make the game better. Probably not that it would, but I just think he will be um a very interesting well, yeah, personality. What, what
0: I would say though, I would have a caveat on that, which is how to make how to get the not how to make the game better, how to make the game make more money.
2: Hmm. Well indeed. indeed well I, but I think he'd then be he then be smashed down if he came up with the, you know we need for 25 minutes uh, or um uh, or came up with new rule with rule ch- law changes that's not going to happen as well in association with the rest of uefa uefa fifa sorry fifa make the the law changes so that kind of thing isn't going to happen but he might you know if if there's huge money to be involved he might then uh, get much more interest from everybody it, it's you know well, it's I mean, let's it, let's it's it intriguing it is... it's an intriguing time you know to, to be involved Sorry sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry, no, Wait.
0: I'm I'm apologizing to you. Sorry, mate. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I <no>, no,
2: no. <laughs> we're all apologizing to each other. I love couple, it. Hang on, uh,
0: just one second. Can we all just apologize to everybody very quickly? We're very sorry. For
3: what I haven't yet done and I will do Clayton. <laughs> I I just think go, going back to Tuchel, I think it is so ironic that he Wrong person, wrong time. Once Boley has got his feet under the table, once Boley has sorted this club out to what he wants to achieve... They'll get him and back. He What? They'll get him back. No, I was just about to say that that Tushal, from, from what we hear and what we read, he just wanted to manage. He didn't want to do anything else. He just wanted to manage. Once Boley has got Everybody in their place. He's got the technical director. He's got the football director. He's got this one. He's got that one. And when he just needs a manager to just manage and do his job, then Tuchel will be ideal or would have been ideal. But
2: but I'm still not convinced, though, by that. I think he needs a manager who is in the loop about communicating, which I don't think Tuchel will ever be.
3: Well, J.K. Yeah, but, I, I, but but do you not think that I mean that the whole thing about big business is the fact that you have your team. Well, yes, and yes, yes,
0: yes, I do, I do, Clayton. But I think what Jonathan's alluding to, and I would absolutely agree with, is that what you had with Bowley and Tuchel is a clash of egos, and and what J.K. was saying was that when Roman was there, you know, his ego was very much in the background, so that actually gave. You know, Tuchel was, I mean, Tuchel was literally and metaphorically the lead figure at Chelsea Football Club. You know, it was almost like Tuchel's Chelsea. And, and he, lit- he literally did it during the sanctions when he was the front man. And you can only do that in the absence of a of a leader who doesn't want to be in the limelight. When you've got Todd Bowley, who is larger than life, big American showman, coming over, you've got two massive egos. You know, it was never going to work. I, 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 do you know what, J.K., you're right. I can't believe we didn't see this coming. I, I yeah. can't believe I didn't see it coming. Yeah. But yeah. Your, I think that's exactly it. Two yeah, egos. Know, we
2: applied a kind of Englishness to it, didn't we? We, did. we thought he'll let him have his space. Yeah. He'll 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 make it evolve. No, he's going to come in with these the way that he's turned the the L.A. Dodgers around. You know, he, that's it's worked. He's got a an environment where these things work. What he does works. So he comes up against somebody, and apparently there was a a good. Uh, piece I saw of, uh, of of him constantly saying apparently Boley we're going to buy Ronaldo and Tuchel saying I don't want Ronaldo and he no 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 what about Ronaldo we're going to get him that would be great no I don't want him I just don't want anything to do with this and then being completely alienated by this constant desire to make this big signing gesture yeah, but I mean because... I think most
0: people who know football in this country would have agreed with Tuchel on that
3: yeah completely yeah I mean as do I yeah but 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 isn't this shades of the past? I I basically when Conte or when Jose said I need X player and the backroom staff would you know or the, or the board or what have you would said no you don't need that player. Yes, they did bloody need those players, and and you should have listened to them. That that was the problem, you know, with with, with Conte. And, and when Conte in that second uh, season said, I need... Laurenti, Fiolini and... Yeah, um, exactly. And yeah. he was basically saying, I want those players. And they're saying, oh, they're too old, they're too old. Yeah. Well, you know, up until last year... They were still Fialini, playing. Fiolini, Benucci, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they played in the final of the Euros. It's an so awful thing to say, right. but... Conte or listening. all the board? Conte was
2: absolutely right. With, with all the three players he wanted, which the board ab- despaired of, He was absolutely right. It would have changed the whole. The club would have possibly been. He might probably still be managing us, and we'd have won the Champions League. But but the board know
3: best, yeah, and they
2: didn't. Well, that's the point. And again, the board don't know
3: best because Ronaldo would have stunk the place out. Exactly, and that's what that's what I'm saying. This is why this has got so much shades of the past. But I just think this is teething problems. I just think that Bowley came in, or you know, and, and the whole consortium came in. And they perceived, I assume, one, if you get Ronaldo to Chelsea, then they've made a huge splash. They are big players. They've got arguably, you know, one of the two or three biggest players in the world coming to the club. They've done that. The publicity that Liam's back, (laughs) (laughs) the publicity (laughs) the club would have got. And, you know the the whole sort of the worldwide commercial element. I can't concentrate now. I've got a, a black Labrador looking at yeah,
0: me. Her name is Ruby.
3: Hello, Ruby. I don't
0: know if she uh, can, can hear.
2: Ruby, it. Ruby, Ruby. My
3: grandfather was called Ruby. He was yeah. called Ruben, but uh, Ruby. Anyway, but but yes, I mean, and and that was. But but I think that is hyperactive. I think that's for now. And I don't think that they will ever do that again.
0: Listen, let's just move this on a second. I mean, uh, on the negative side, although I could, could be being paranoid again here. Um, I mean, he's. I'm going to read this out, actually. They talked about the, the European Super League indirectly. The Champions League has been a big component of that, the proposed European Super League, already. You have the best clubs in Europe playing in the best competition. If you win the Champions League, you make more than $100 million uh euros you can do that play other elite european clubs in the summer there are other ways to do that uh the the passion the fans have for the sport as it is makes it hard to envision changing uh, which is all very positive like saying well no we don't need the esl and then he says i never say hard nos. i like to keep options alive but it's not something we're talking about at all so he's saying they're not going to do it but you know i'm sorry the, the 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 scale of the meltdown about the ESL, we all remember it, for God's sake, there thousands of people in the street protesting against it. You know, I think it would have been politic of him to say, just say no, it's not
3: happening. Because he's left the door open for it there, in my view. But it is, isn't it part of the and Isn't it part of what they said they were going to do when they took over, that they would not support a super league?
0: Exactly
2: well perhaps
3: he's looking for a super league in the summer that's an
2: extra league so they're just using the spare months um because that's the impression i got from that it's like they would go they would make the same amount of money from the super league not necessarily to do with the premier league they would take it away it's like doing having a a mini mini competition in in america that's feasible isn't it It's, it's it's I don't know how when they're going the, to get the, the players the, to do that. When do they? When, when they, do they rest. rest? Yeah. Indeed. But no. But that's what I mean about. I don't think they do rest. I think you. It's like him talking about buying a club in Portugal because the that's where the uh, um, they can therefore get the South American players over to get them to to channel them into the league. I, I'm, I actually think it's. It, it's uh, it's if you look at it, it's actually rather a fantastic idea. Yeah, I'm that
0: not that was the most interesting and most sensible thing that I well, heard. actually.
2: FIFA would allow that. You, we are would allow that. Well, well they, they already are. Another, another They are, are oh, I mean, order. how
0: how do how do Leipzig and Salzburg get away with it? No, absolutely, that's true. Yeah. Is he? he, he well, is Manchester
3: definitely. City
2: have got yeah
3: three or four feeder clubs, yeah, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But I suppose that's what he's thinking about happening with Chelsea as well. So once again that's that's a hugely elite thing to do, and that goes with them making saying we want Chelsea to be um one of the most successful clubs in the world I mean, you know rather than a club that has been the most successful in the Premier League for twenty years but I, I think he wants to get rid of a kind of situation that we're seeing at the moment, which is that the players come in and they don't play very well he wants to he wants never to see well, that I, like, think I think the extent more... is what is what city city and yeah. um, and and Liverpool if you well, Liverpool at the moment, but crap but, you know. I
0: mean more specifically, it's about yeah. actually having a pathway for the young players because I yeah, think he I think he, well. he, you yes. know like Roman, yes. that he never managed to do it, but like Roman he sees the financial benefit of yes. Uh, yes. developing your own players into, so, into world-class players because then you don't have to spend $100 million every Demount, year on a decent yeah. player yeah. or you yeah. sell them for a huge profit. And I think, yeah. I mean, you know I asked the question and got a bit pissy last week saying, well, you know, I keep hearing you know, all these rumours about, or they keep saying, oh, we're going to try and make Chelsea even more successful. And I'm saying, well, success, yeah. more I, successful I, than yeah. winning fucking everything in the last 20 years. What are you yeah. talking about?
1: Now I know... Yeah. Because yeah, that's
0: that's what because if he's going to go down the multi club model, that means he's competing with Man City. We haven't been able to compete with Man City since uh, Shake whatever is Shake Your Booty took charge. Shake,
2: shake your
3: Man Tua.
0: yeah, or or PSG because they're state run. So have we just got an owner? Who's prepared to back this financially to that extent? Because if we have that, is something
2: I have. Well, to Well, as say. I said to you last week, he, I said on the last show that I thought the money pot was enormous. Yeah, It was absolutely gigantic. Right. Yeah, because they've got he's got sixty companies that he runs that yeah. are that well he and the and Clearwater run and and are hugely successful. And if he persuades the investors, actually, well, he just has to show them the data, the, the potential, the data. Yeah, he shows them the business plan and he goes that's what we're going to do we've done that with them and that and it's worked you then go you know I mean it's like Sky originally Sky originally was such a wonderful idea the only way they found that the mojo which was the the sport thing but when it started off they kept having to reinvest but they had absolute faith in the fact that they would then take over the country and just make huge amounts of money and they they did it and I I I I'm in a I, I sort of look at it and think well yeah, yeah we're gonna have teething troubles it's like it's like making a terrible decision about about um, Potter on one game, you know. But but at the same time, uh, if it only lasts six months, uh, I I sort of you know, it, it lasts six months. it get someone else. I think ultimately, it, with the right, if everything happens the way they want it, you you'll just get the best players. And if you get the best players, you'll 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 win. Yeah, you get the best players and the best manager. That's that's where it leads to. I can't not see that happening.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's making me I mean, this is the point, And I mean, I think this is why I had the hump that this hadn't been expressed to, to us in a more, you know, I'm, kind of. Well, hang on. Hear me out. No, 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 no. Because because patient. because we were also saying last week with Adam, weren't we? You know, yeah. they need to be getting the message out. They need to be talking to us because actually maybe the message is really good. But whilst they don't tell us,
2: we're just going to assume it's well, terrible. As we debated, they had a, a, a another chat, didn't they? Um, and explaining stuff, and, and it was, uh, and, and we were saying, why therefore yeah. haven't they been doing that? We said exactly that. Yeah. Why aren't they speaking yeah. to us? But it, it's 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 ultimately it's going to get out, isn't it? Why are we? We should be important, and they they said that they would be 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 capable to communicate with us, but at the same time, perhaps they're trying to. Perhaps they don't want to, I don't know what it it would you'd have thought the PR department, which must be rather excellent somewhere, whether it's the it wouldn't be the Chelsea PR department, the Clearwater PR department would be treating this slightly better.
3: I agree with yeah, No, I mean that's I I think that that was the one surprise after the Tuchel sacking that there wasn't a, I I I was expecting something more. Yeah, me too. When you asked me what, I don't know, but I just think obviously that we they just cut and pasted the one that they've used for every other poor sod who's lost their job or poor yes. Being, yes. Being the extremely the, the rich the wrong word. Uh the extremely rich poor sods um who've lost their jobs and I and and I was I was somewhat surprised by that. I just I I thought that there would be something more and I thought on the basis that Bowley has been so uh effusive and talking about this, that and the other they may have come out and said something more. I mean, maybe he was, he knew he was going to do this, and, and maybe the explanation that he came up with at, the, at this um, conference is when he was going to do it. And let's be honest, what is this? Only a week and a bit after it's happened. So, yeah. fair enough.
0: Well, I mean, look. As I said, I think there are things in that 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 make me feel a bit more positive about what they might be trying to do. So, you know, hey, Todd, have a chat with us. Tell us, explain it. We might like it. You never know. Um, Now, talking things you might like, uh, you're going to love this. You are so going to love this, people, Um, because on October the 2nd, uh, the Chelsea Fancast is doing the first of their Chelsea Fancast Presents, and this is going to be an evening with Kerry Dixon. Uh, when I say evening, it's going to kick off at four o'clock on Sunday afternoon at the Troubadour Club in Old Brompton Road. And the plan is, is that we uh, we basically we have a, a review of the Palace game, which is the day before me, Jonathan and Kerry will talk about that. And then I'll do a and a with Kerry, which will all of this will be live, uh, you know, because obviously you can pay tickets to come along and you can ask Kerry any questions you like. And we'll do that for about an hour or so and then uh, of course he'll do a meet and greet so he'll be wandering around and uh, you can have selfies with him and get your stuff signed and have a drink with him and tell him how much you love him like i do every week Uh, so it's going to be fantastic it really really is and i hope we're going to do a lot a lot more of these you know we're going to get a lot more ex-players along and and try and make it quite regular because i think the potential for this is is huge and going to be a lot of fun so there we go so october the second four o'clock till seven ish uh, at the Troubadour Club, Old Brompton Road, an evening with Kerry Dixon. Tickets are £20, and you can get them from ticketweb.uk. Or, even better, just go and look out for my uh, posts on Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram and all of that jazz. And it's got the actual link that takes you straight into the uh, the, the you know the purchase point. So uh, So do come along. I mean, we'll all be there, so you can have a drink with us as well. I mean, it'd be nice to catch up with people, apart from you know doing the whole Kerry thing so yeah make a make a real afternoon of it, it should be lovely jk
2: speaking of catching up um i was greeted at the game by uh, um a guy called harrison who said he really enjoyed listening to the show so i said i'd give him a mention so uh harrison very good to meet you and thank you so much for um for telling me of your enthusiasm of how good the show was we really appreciate it thank was, was it harrison ford by any chance he was he was he did have a lasso and uh, and um uh, a whip, I should say, and and uh, uh, was wearing a kind of Stetson thing. But
3: um, you're not getting uh, mixed up with another one of your appointments, Jonathan.
2: Uh, yeah, I think
3: I was actually. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, I think I'll leave it
0: there. Uh, very quick reminder as well. Uh, don't forget to get the Chelsea, uh, the CFC UK fanzine um, at the stall the next time you visit. Stamford Bridge, the latest one will be out, I think, the week after the international break. Hurry Up, it's only a pound. And of course, you can you can subscribe uh, if you can't get to the bridge. And I think it's something like 16 quid for a year subscription if you're in the UK uh, and uh, 40 in Europe and 56 quid in the rest of the world. And you can get a digital version as a PDF emailed to you for, uh, I think, six pounds. And I think you, you email <coughs> fan, fanzine... Oh, I can't remember the bloody email address now, and I haven't written it down, but I say it every week, for God's sake. Just go, go and listen to last week's show, and then you'll find out. Anyway, we'll be back in a minute to talk about the Chelsea versus Salzburg game. Chich JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there,
2: and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable.
0: Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
2: Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy. And you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. FootballFancast.com
3: f-
0: f- f- Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I'm Stanford Chidge. And uh, so far, I'm enjoying my Friday evening, largely because I'm spending it in the company of Jonathan Kidd. Whoop and mr clayton
2: beerman good evening there we go good to see you two and a rather nice black dog who's standing in for liam too
0: yeah i mean ruby's made more sense than lit no no that's not true uh ruby ruby is liam's uh beautiful beautiful black lab and i have to say i have a huge soft spot for black labs. so i'm doing very well to concentrate on the show given that i'm looking at a black lab but there we go right let's talk about the chelsea salzburg game um well, you know, I couldn't make it because I have to work uh, late on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, which is going to be very annoying. But I was very intrigued by the team selection, as you can imagine, it being that we uh, predicted it on uh, Friday or Monday and got it completely wrong, like I predicted that we would, if you see what I mean. Um, but there was a lot of conjecture before the match. You may have missed this because you would have been in the pub or or, or in Aussies doing your thing. Um, but I was able to be here and I was kind of, you know, on Twitter and that. A lot of conjecture. About what it was, was it four two three one or was it three five two? I think I think they basically settled on three. It was three five two, in possession because uh, Sterling was uh, obviously the right wing back, and uh, and he was dropping back to make it a four one out of possession. But uh, Sterling was a a very high kind of non-defending left wing back. But of course, the real shocker for me, J.K., was that we had Aspie and Silver doing their Derby and Joan impression at centre-back. <laughs> Very well
2: said. Um, what the was fucking fuck? If, indeed, it was almost as if um, our new manager hadn't noticed that uh, um, um, Dave can't really last 90 minutes without making dreadful errors. Or,
0: or 90 you yards. Thought,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. You, indeed, yes, he can't. Um, so I was wondering whether he'd actually looked at any of the videos at all and um, Didn't you even watch Chelsea last season? Indeed, didn't he? Didn't he <laughs> try and watch all Chelsea's games this season and last season in a in a very short space of time? Um, uh, did he do any due diligence on any of the players at all? Um, but uh, it it was it was interesting when it started. There's that terrible expectation. Do you think? Oh, he's come up with something. He's playing Dave on the right. i for two at the middle. What is this? Oh, let's see what happens. And then, of course, you know the the. Uh, the devil is on your shoulder saying it's going to be shit because Dave can't play anymore because we've noticed we're watching him all season. And hey, the devil on your shoulder was right because poor old Dave is uh, has not got the um, the ability that he had. And, and I, I think he's ended up as a player that is, is there for the changing room and is there for his excellent attitude and for coming on and solving problems with 20 minutes to go. It, 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 uh, you know he obviously saw something in training um Potter that he thought was going to work um and old Dave it would have worked wonderfully but new Dave you just can't make these errors because the goal was he was so slow coming across and also he was slow in other situations running after players and um Tiago was immaculate up until the moment that he uh he missed that tackle and I I th- I felt there was a um an element of Nobody could believe the referee hadn't given a foul on, on um, Kovacic and they all slightly relaxed, which is fatal, of course, because that kind of if you looked at that, the consistency of that ref. I mean, to do him justice, he clearly had. This is something that I really would like to know about. We'll never know about was VAR in his ear all the time telling him they'd seen it. And it wasn't because he got that that um, the free kick just outside the penalty area. Absolutely spot on. And uh, and we we're all going go to VAR, go to VAR. And obviously VAR had said no, it's just outside, and he was he was right. Or um, and that happened a lot. And we were thinking, was that handball? Has he gone to VAR? And I thought they must really be tuned in to an extent. That's what you want VAR to be like. They're they're on, They can see it. They're on top of it. They've played it back immediately. They put it in your ear. No, it wasn't a foul. It wasn't a penalty. So you. You, you, that that was praiseworthy, but knowing that if he makes a decision like that, if he says no, it's not a foul on Kovacic, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bring it back. Then you play on, you play properly, and there was that terrible moment where um, you knew that Thiago was there, and you thought, well, he's just going to make the tackle, and he missed it. And I actually said, I, I I'm Mr. Mr. Cassandra here. I said it's a goal. I so I looked up and I saw Dave was there. I thought. Ball's going to be centred, and the bloke's going to get in front of Dave, and it all happened slightly for me in slow motion, and and it was the same old, same old because we can't keep a lead, and it was a terrific. But we lost energy after we'd scored the goal, and once again, same thing, not the intensity. Uh, so, oof, yeah, sorry, I mean, I've gone. on No, that's all right. Much
0: that's up. all right. I mean, it,
2: yeah, I mean, you 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 crystallise that
0: that beautifully, mate. I mean, I thought Clayton. I mean. In in some in some respects, we shouldn't be surprised by this, but I I don't know why we always are, aren't we? When we get a new manager in, he he's not he wasn't he was never gonna you know do something major in terms of revolution on his first match. I mean, Tuchel did the same. I mean, Tuchel basically thought, oh, I know what I'll play all the experienced players and and I'll take it from there. And in a way. You know, Potter did the same. I mean, he did something a bit funky with Sterling, which I actually thought worked very well because it meant that Sterling was left isolated most of the time and was able to, you know, I think, you know, set up attacks a lot better. And I tell you what I really liked, and I've been crying out for for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, which is to have th- at least three men in midfield. Okay, five with the wing backs, but three men in midfield because we always get bossed in midfield. And for one of those midfielders to be Mason Mount, who is far more effective coming from deep and low. He was great. Low. Had a really he good played. Game. He played brilliantly. Jk.
2: Exactly. Yeah, so he had a really good he game. He did, didn't he? So he more energized than we've seen him. Yeah. But once again somebody's got to get him to learn how to shoot yeah i, I can't know.
0: believe well it. he was he was off target with one it was very close but clayton what do you what do you what did you think about i mean you know you did you really expect him to do anything massively different from what tuchel had done with the
3: same players uh no because i actually thought that that game was a, a must not lose game yeah i mean it it was in many respects a must win game and, and it may turn out that this costs us a place in the, in the next round, but I didn't think there'd be anything particularly adventurous. And I do think that he's going to tinker for a good couple of months, but the the thing is, and I, I sort of tweeted this immediately after the game, I've seen that game so many bloody times, you know, it, it's sort of a defense that makes mistakes a midfield that can't create anything, and an attack that when we do actually create anything, we can't score. It's absolutely ludicrous. I, I, I sort of uh, for all the cricket fans out there, it basically it's not quite the analogy, but it is. It is basically Shane Warne talked about Monty Panasar. Do you remember what he said? He basically He's said Monty Panasar hasn't played thirty three tests. He's played one test thirty three times, and that's how I feel about Chelsea at the moment. It doesn't matter how many bloody games we play, we play the same game every single time. It doesn't matter whether we change tactics. It doesn't matter whether we change players. The team has got into this absolute trough at the moment that they can't get out of. And and basically, you know, we dominate tactically. We have huge amounts of possession. We create absolutely dick Shit, we don't create anything. We well, do you you create the, the, game, odd
2: thing, the odd thing, the odd centre, but they're not prepared. Yes, yeah, but, but no, but OK, so let, let's talk
3: this through. In the first half of that game, their goalkeeper had not one save to make. He not, uh, the, the statistic came up at half time, saves their goalkeeper, naught, our goalkeeper, one. And that, you know, and that sums everything up. I mean, you'd have to say, I mean, I do laugh when uh, they talk about that Sterling was this inverted wing back or whatever this, that, and the other. When I heard that on the radio, I was like w- walking back to the station. I went, What? As far as I was concerned, we played with a back four, and Sterling was out wide. And I, I couldn't see that 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 he was ever a fallback. He didn't make a no, he, was, he, was, he was never a wing back ever. Exactly. Whatever a wing, back. exactly. No, so no. it's a, it's all smoke and mirrors. But the bottom line is, and and I will say this till I'm blue in the face. Until we have some creativity in that team, we will not win a game. We are, we create absolutely nothing, but basically, you know, okay. Kai, I know, is is is, is flavour of the month to slag off because we don't know where he's going to be. Hopefully, Potter will find out where he needs to be. Abamayang, it doesn't matter. We have bloody Haaland up there. We can't get the ball to them. We don't create any chances. Who's going to score? Nobody. Absolutely nobody. Yes, towards the end of the game on Wednesday night, we had three or four half chances and even with those half chances, we are not making the goalkeeper safe. But I it, mean, Broglie had that fantastic opportunity over the bar. Mason Mount on the edge of the area, past the post. Reese James over the bar. What are they effing doing in training? It's absolutely it, ridiculous.
2: It's, it's putting shots in actually on target. It's, they seem to be incapable of doing that. I agree completely. But also the worst offender was Zayek, who... Um, has some kind of, of of. He was then photographed. There was a picture on Twitter in a private jet wearing all his gold stuff. The following day, and you think, is he just taking the piss? Is he just, you know? I I, I, listen, the- I,
3: my, my my view my view is I don't care how shit anybody is. You never ever ever boo one of your own players. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. I, I you know, and he was.
2: He was very poor. He had an opportunity for a volley, if you remember, on the edge of the area yeah. that um, a proper elite first-class player puts which away. He which, which
3: he is. Which he is.
2: Which he is, and that's the point. He, he keeps missing. All he had a header at the goalkeeper, straight at the goalkeeper. Yeah. When um, all he needs to do is head the ball across the goal, and he headed tamely. But, at
3: the don't, but you don't buy Ziyech to head the ball. <laughs>
2: No, I agree, but... but you know, he positions
3: in those positions. I, I'm, not, I'm not defending him because I, I think he's one of those players whose body language looks like it, he doesn't give a shit. You, you know, you come onto a pitch and you're booed onto a pitch. What do you want them to do? It's like, well, fuck you. I yeah. think it's, you know, I, I, as I say, I'm not defending him. I mean... He, he, the, he played the, very similarly the against Sarger. He was just hopeless. I mean... Manager after manager sees this guy in training looking like a worldie. I mean, the goal he scored against Tottenham last season. How many yeah, players yeah. can do that?
1: Yeah,
3: He's got it all there. You just need somebody to unlock him. But he ain't got it up here. No, absolutely. That's the
0: problem, Clayton. And I But think- that, is
3: down, that is down to management. Well, well it's also down to the player as well, wanting to, yeah, to do it. You,
0: you, you have to be a very clever psycho- psychologist to get it out of him, I think. And I mean, no. you could say much the same about Pulisic. I mean, I mean, you know, reading the, I mean, we're very passionate and emotional about it, quite rightly. Reading some of the more dispassionate comments uh, by the media, they that the that the, they both seem to be saying that Ziyech and uh, and Pulisic are both completely devoid of confidence, which uh, you know, which would, which is really what we're seeing. Um, I mean, what I would say is, look, you know, they, they definitely there was definitely more energy uh before you know up, up until we scored as as you both basically said but i i mean we'd expect that with a new manager but at least they were trying and i i was really pleased to see mount looking like mount again and and james always you know being very good silver was fan i mean i i mean it's really interesting what you said actually about about the the defensive frailties i cuz i was watching it on tv I, I made my 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 usual kind of notes and things right this is what i wrote this is the second thing i wrote uh well, actually, I'll read you the first two because it's quite funny. Energy back, predictably, and looking lively. Couldn't do it last week when they needed to, though, could they? Uh, anyway, Salzburg, first attack. Jorginho caught in possession, slash giving the ball away. Aspie running in treacle. Silva bails us out. At that point, you knew that it was just going to be Deja bloody view, didn't you? I mean, you just knew you were in for the same, and and, and I think that's pretty much what it was. But there were there were some vaguely encouraging signs, I will say that. And I thought, I thought, you know, the energy's back, the the, the winning the ball back really quickly, which is the the keystone of, of Potter's game. You could see that that was attempting to be made. And as I said, I thought Mount was, was excellent again. Ha- Havertz was hapless. Lordy, lordy knows what's up with him. But I mean, if you're talking about people out of shot of confidence and form, ha- Havertz is probably top of the list, I think. But at least he still makes an effort. But I did like Brozier when he came on on 66 minutes. He looked better than both Aubameyang
2: and and Havertz for me. That great run he did from the edge of the penalty yeah. area, yeah, Reesin was, fantastic. which is where
0: ZH missed the sitter, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, to be fair, the goalkeeper made a very good save. Okay,
0: but... no, fair enough, he did. But uh, yeah, I mean that was Brozier. I, I look, I, 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 I. We don't know what's going to happen because, of course, we don't know what's going to happen. But I, I would hope that uh, that Potter's not coming in. With any baggage here, and is going to play people, you know, on merit. You know, I hope that he's realised that you. I mean, I, I I saw something on Twitter today, uh, which was an interview Tuchel did with Glenn Hoddle, which must have been for BT, where he was talking about silver and they had the the, the tactics board up, and he was explaining why he didn't play silver in a four in a four four two or, or four at the back, because he doesn't like. Getting too far away from the middle of the goal, you know he likes to be in that central position where he kind of can command it. You know he doesn't like being dragged sideways, which inevitably is, is going to happen if you've because effect- you know you're playing with four at the back. You're really just playing with two centre backs, so you know they're going to have to cover a lot wider area. And yes, that's ex- if
2: you've got three, the other two do the protecting. Exactly the that.
0: Run. Exactly. Well, this is down. why you play silver in a three, and of course it was proven. Although you could say he just missed time to tackle. Yes. That's all. On another day, he makes that tackle, and there's no goal.
3: Yeah, but I th- I think that what if you I haven't watched it back. Well, I have watched it, but but I my perception at the time was the reason why he didn't make the tackle is because he was actually one on one with somebody who was pacier than him, and I think he was struggling to keep up with him. And I think that he he committed to that, and I think that's why he made the mistake. But you know looking at that in isolation yes it was a mistake but hello that was a mistake number three basically we had loss of the ball was it a foul well it at wasn't at least right seven
0: to... at least seven missed tackles
3: yeah um hello i'm running past georginio again doesn't happen um ball gets crossed in, Asby, it reminded me of the goal against Arsenal last year where he was basically caught watching and Saka just nipped in in front of him. And and what the... Sam Hall was Kepper doing. I mean, oh, God. <laughs> just I can't, I'm speechless. I just don't know. I, I saw something on Twitter. There was a guy who was basically analysing goalkeepers and the way they dive. And he was talking about the dead drop dive and this, that, and the other. Just stop the bloody ball. I don't care. I really don't care. That ball wiped its feet on a doormat before it went over the line. I mean... But it was very, very slow. He mishit it and it hit Dave as well, didn't it? I know, I know. But there was still time for Kepper to adjust. I mean, I feel sorry for him, but... Well, I don't feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for us. You know, it, it just everything is 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 not good at the moment. And but I, you know, Kepper looked confident during the game. He made one brilliant clearance in the first half. When after completely dominating, you know they were they were they were threw in on goal. Had he not come forty yards off his line, that yeah, was outstanding. Great that, was it? Was he great, made a great save at the at the end of the first half, considering he had nothing to do. And then just that goal, I just it. It's just indicative of the fact that this is a team. You know, we hark back to the days of Jose when we went one up and that was it, end of story. But if you think about the first couple of months or the first half season of Tuchel, when we went one up, that was it. We weren't letting any goals in. And I remember being on one of these shows and just basically saying, wow, this is like peak Jose. You know, we know now when we go a goal up, we're not letting any goals in.
0: Yeah we're remote. I
3: I I, I can I can't pinpoint what the problem is it's mental and it's also the fact that our midfield is not very good and I'd say our midfield Essentially, you what the problem is is
2: Jorginho is easily yeah. walked fast immediately in midfield yeah. so they're going to attack down there you've got um uh, Silva was was outpaced and Dave was was similarly outpaced in the middle you can't play that C-
0: Cucurella, together. Cucurella was AWOL
2: as well Yeah you Know yeah. considering where he should have been in, that but I vicinity. Mean, well, he will notice this potter, he's going to be really analyzing all of that and just go well. Uh, but also, uh, uh, is Fafana and Koulibaly a statement that he won't ever play them? I think, I think
3: uh, Bole's going to have something to say about that, isn't he? No, I, I wouldn't read too much into that. No, no, you, no. In- I just, in- I just think that was you know, if you if you just we we don't know, did Koulibaly have a knock or did you know, Fafana's not played in the Champions League, as I said. This this was a must not lose game, and perhaps he thought he couldn't risk well, uh, he, being he, somebody who'd never played in the chat. Well, they played last yeah, week. But didn't he, he said it. He said it. He said
0: he did what Tuchel did. He 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 chose to play wiser, older, more experienced heads. You know, Aspie's the captain of the club. He's played in countless numbers of Champions League matches. Uh, Silva, you know, was has played countless numbers of PSG matches, and and they've both played for Chelsea a lot. Whereas Koulibaly and uh, Fafana, I mean, Koulibaly's very experienced, but he's played a handful of games for Chelsea. And Fafana hasn't played Champions League, and he's played a handful of games for Chelsea. So I can understand why Potter did it. But sometimes you you need to, you know, think with what you see, not with, you know, not, not with your, your you know your your big brain trying to be too clever. Because, I mean, why didn't he play Chiloba? You know, why not play Trevo? He can play there.
3: I, I fear for Trevor. I ju- I think he's got limited game time, but I just you know it, it's it's a shame he he played so well last season. I mean the fact is that, uh, and what's quite ironic is that we're just mentioning all these fantastic players we've got, and yet <laughs> we can't get a
0: tune out of them.
3: We can't we can't seem to, to I, I, listen. Potter's had a game, and that's it. And the other thing is that. And again, we mention this all the time is you can't actually can't actually ignore the fact that Salzburg's pressing was just insane. Absolutely. Well,
0: insane. You know, Clayton, there's a there's a there's a you know, there's a point to be made. I mean, we made this point, didn't we, on Monday, JK, that these guys are like leads on crack, you know, and we got humped by Southampton, who play that way. And we got humped by Leeds, who play that way. We didn't get humped by Salzburg, who play
2: that way. And in fact, they're higher up than than Milan, as we're supposed to call well, them. Well, yeah, now. we
0: found Aren't out they? the old UEFA coefficient, coefficient. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they are. They, I mean, you, you may not know this claim, but we're fifth in the, in the UEFA coefficient rankings. Salzburg is 17th. Milan are 34th or something. So you know they're not as bad as we thought they might be. So, you know, but
3: but but the bottom line is they weren't bad. You know, they they came for a point and they got a point. Yeah, they. I mean, they played well, because Milan. of one
0: one mistake.
3: Yeah, you you could say because of one mistake, but could you could also say that as I said, they had that through ball that was well defended. They had the shot that keeper saved well, and they had other chances in the second half. I think the problem is, and and I don't know whether this is a fitness thing and whether we need to actually think about bringing on players earlier than we did, although I do think that Brozier and Gallagher came on uh, relatively early and I think that was quite good and whether we need to just freshen things up with more players, with more substitutes, because the fact is, I don't know whether it was coincidental, but we went 1-0 up and then after about 60 minutes, we sort of hit a wall and they yeah. sort of came back at us. We well, they you know, brought
2: on all the subs. All the, all the their subs had been training all the way through. The yeah, subs, I know. In
3: front of me. So it, it, yeah. yes, and and perhaps we have to be smarter um, in what we do because when you when you've got players like Gallagher, you want them to come on and 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 sort of give us that energy. I mean, the one thing that we haven't mentioned, which will make an enormous difference, is when Kante comes back.
0: Yeah. Very much so. Hey, well, let's kind of wrap all this up by getting into this because I think, you know, we all... I mean, your your fan bite was fascinating, JK, because, you know, we don't want to be too down and negative because we do live in the real world and it's Potter's first match, all of this kind of stuff. We know all of that. We've been here before. But I think I walked away from that thinking, this is going to take a lot of time, isn't it? You know, to sort out. And it also made me think, well, what else... Will it take, you know, as well as a lot of time, J.K.
2: Well, having said that, though, Chidge, it might not. Why not? He might. Well, because he may get a pattern that 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 works. You know, it might be the Fafana and Kula Valley, um
0: Well, a bit, a bit uh, like Conte did
2: in his first season when yeah, he changed yeah, to three at the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was and it was instantly a success. Yeah, yeah. So it might be that he comes across something, and because uh, I, I. I thought Obama Yang didn't um, uh, he, he didn't score obviously, but His he, he nips good. He, he nips about a bit more yeah. than uh, than uh, than any of our previous strikers. Well, he runs so,
0: he runs between the lines. I noticed yes. it in the first half. I yes. said, "Oh my yes. God, we've got a striker that moves between the lines!" My God.
2: Yes. yes. Yeah. The trouble is, is that um, Havertz is just playing on another. He's in another dimension at the moment. He's in a dimension where he can just wander about uh, and. Uh, not for lack of effort but um he's not doing anything he's not contributing anything uh i was trying to work out what what he was what his involvement was and what he was he flicking the ball on was he running was he he was easily dispossessed he was i don't know you perhaps he doesn't figure but it's it's awful the way that both pulisic and zayat come on and contribute nothing a pulisic actually when he touched the ball once i thought Bloody hell, he's playing. And he did this the other day as well. I don't know how he manages to be invisible. I don't know he how he managed.
0: He did do a really, he did, ball. he did do a superb. That, that, that header that we moaned about from Ziyech, where he should have headed it back to Brogier, that was from Pulisic, that cross.
3: Right. 40, he, he, 40 he, he yards. Did he go on that fantastic cross field run as well. Yeah, maybe. i getting confused.
0: I don't know, I can't remember that. But I do remember that was him who did a 40-yard ball straight onto Havertz's head. So, you know.
2: Oh well, perhaps I'm being. Um, I've got my dark glasses on when I'm watching, but Ziyech,
0: um, uh, Z- I've got no. There was no excuses for Ziyech no, no, at no, all. No, he was awful no. again. Um, we're, of we're hoping that
2: we're hoping that he finds a role, aren't we? We're hoping that Potter finds a role and rejuvenates him
0: because
2: we want we want that to happen. Which, but at the same time, I fear that if Tuchel couldn't get a a, a spin out of him, I'm I'm, you know, I'm not I'm not. I'm not being very positive about this, I, 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 but I, I, I'm like you. I, we we can't we can't make an assessment after he's played several games and tried several combinations of players out. It, it, it's not fair. No. It's not fair in it. But I do have this fear that we're into AVB territory, but in which case um, it'd be interesting to see what the reaction of the club is. Do the club say, all right, you keep going till January because you've got the World Cup in the middle and we'll buy you another six players which might be the case you know who do you want we'll raid brighton we'll get three of your old brighton and
0: yeah, then we'll players. just end up playing like brighton Are you finishing in the middle of the table
2: well no but we'll have better well um, i he won't buy all brighton players he'll buy a couple that would unlock or something but you know i i agree that i i think they'll make an in, an enormous marquee signing i really do i can't i can't not that that will fit the pattern that won't be just somebody thrown in who's like a, a ronaldo I think they'll pick. They'll get somebody really, really uh, top-notch who will, um, who will just set. What we need is somebody to to set the the team alight. You need a Hazard at his peak. You need a Fabregas at his peak. You need somebody as yeah. as really top banana a, as cr- that. Well, a
0: creator, as as Clayton was saying. Yeah. Look, la- yeah. last point, boys. Um, you know what what what's come out from Bowley. Certainly, you know, via the press, I was reading some of the athletic today, but uh, Bowley still, you know, he wanted top four from uh, Tuchel, and he, he hasn't changed his view on that. He wants top four from Potter. Can, can Potter deliver that this season?
2: Proof of the puddings in the eating, isn't it? We'll find out.
3: Yeah, Clayton, what do you reckon? I'm, I think it's still possible. I, I, I think you know, there, there's several factors. Okay, now we've got a new manager, which is another factor. We brought in players. They're not bedded in yet. They're decent players. We haven't, you know, we haven't bought rubbish. I mean, Sterling has been excellent. Um, I think over the next couple of games, they're going to realise that Brozier needs to start. And I think he will start. And I think that will make a difference because I think one of the things Brozier does, it's all very well having the Diddy men all just sort of sneaking around, you know, but when uh, And they're easily defendable. But when you've got some big guy who's running at you, it's less so. I thought it was quite interesting that when Ruben came on, it looked like he'd come on as a second centre yeah. forward.
2: Yes, it did. We were trying to work out where he was no. playing. And I,
3: and I do actually think that, they're, you know, it was crying out for something like that. And I I think that, I don't know whether I'm being naive or what have you, but I, I, I've got this hope that Potter will basically develop Gallagher, I think he'll use Gallagher more because he's got the energy that's you know that that we're basically sorely lacking. I mean, whether whether Jorginho will eventually be dumped, I've got no idea. But
0: well, on that point, very quickly, I mean, I yeah. said this on on Monday. I said I, I was absolutely convinced he would start because Potter would be you know seduced into the fact that he. He you know he's a little metronome and he does all these little short passes and controls the game, all that kind of stuff. And that's exactly what Potter wants. And lo and behold, when Aspie went off, where did the captain's armband go?
3: Jorginho. But but that's you know, I I do understand that and I know exactly why, and I, I actually advocate playing Jorginho in the Champions League because I think that's where he's most effective. But it, uh, ironically, we played against a team who, pressed. as you say, did a Southampton and Leeds. Yeah, Milan won't play like that, yeah. and I think he's important when you are playing in those sort of situations. Agreed. I think you'll do well against Milan, actually. Agreed. Yeah, so, and, yeah. I, and I and I I've got no problem with him playing like that. But I think in the Premier League, it's just, you know, it, it's blanket defence and we've shown year after year that we can't do anything against blanket defences we we just haven't got that 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 piece of magic that has a that fabric as you say and it's quite difficult to actually look and see well who is there that, that isn't basically playing for manchester city because they're the only ones you know you look at kevin de bruyne you look at the balls that he plays because man city have the same difficulty that we have they have all this pressing and this blanket you know, ten men behind the ball, twenty-four-seven. But then you've got well, they've got the rapier, got they've ball. got the rapier and the broadsword now, haven't they? Exactly, and and basically they he. It doesn't matter what position he is in. De Bruyne finds that pass, and yes, in many respects, there's there's not anybody like him. But there has to be. You look at Modric. There has to be other people out there, and I, it, there has to be a. There has to be a solution, he said desperately. (laughs) I
2: think De De Jong's one of them, and he actually wasn't playing for Barcelona the other night. By the way, Alonso's playing in a back four. I know,
3: with with (laughs)
2: Christensen. With Christensen. And apart from giving the goal away, because he didn't get there for the header, I think he thought somebody else was going to be be marking the guy. He was really good.
0: Well, he is really good.
2: He was really, really good. Unbelievably disciplined, occasionally overlapping. And... uh, is there to take the free kicks? They did a thing. He didn't take one of them in front of goal. But I was I just thought, well, bloody hell! Oh, there you yeah. go. Was this, was this the Bayern game?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, he changed. They changed the second half to. Um, uh, they played much wider. They've been playing through the middle, and he put wingers out. Um, what's his name? Hangelman. What's his name? The manager, and it meant they had much more space, and they couldn't deal with it. Um, and Kunde was a bit slow, which I thought was quite revealing. Um, but. Um, it was interesting to see Rafinha being played as an out-and-out winger, and Dembele is terrific. Dembele's a terrific player. So all those players we almost bought would have actually been um, not as creative because they, they're they wingers. Rafinha and Dembele are, are wingers, essentially. So they, they're sort of, it, it would have had to be get rid of Pulisic and Zieg, but
3: it's still the midfield. But, but Tuchel would have just played Rafinha as a wing-back, wouldn't he? Yes, he would have done, Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I tell you what, people, I think we have to buckle up. It's going to be a long and bumpy journey. But, hey, that's the story of Chelsea, really. Um, right, uh, we are going to have a quick break, and then we're going to, we've are we got four emails to ping out, and, uh, and they're all jolly good. So, uh, yeah, I'll, we'll see you in a minute.
2: Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea FootballFancast.com.
0: Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, into part three, the home straight, and I am Stanford Chidge, and I've got, of course, with me Jonathan Kidd. Woohoo! And the absolutely lovely Clayton Beerman. And, uh, I mean, I know this is, we don't normally do this on a Friday, but this is kind of more, this has got kind of a Monday night vibe, really. So uh, I thought, well, we've had some emails in, so why don't we do them? So the first one is from Richard Jackie JK.
2: Richard Jeky. Richard, hello. Hi, Chidge, JK, an esteemed guest. Well, it's actually Clayton. And it was a dog, but he's gone. Um, how do you think Chelsea will be viewed in the media now with Potter in charge? Do you think it it would do you think it be do you think it be more? He's left the will out. So he's it got sounds all piratical. like piratical. It's like a pirate. Do you think it be more of a loving like? <laughs> do you think it be more of a, of a loving like the early days of Lampard's reign, or more? <laughs> no, never, 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 never. Or more of what we're used to seeing with rumours being taken as gospel, or is the possibility posi- positivity of an English manager in at a big club cancelled out by, as they say, the clueless americans richard from australia good question good question i don't think there's there's no love in here my oh, goodness me this is a this is a um let's see what's going to happen with um constant comparisons with the genius of tuchel unfortunately you can't have somebody as as superb as the manager despite the the, the way the players there's always this feeling with tuchel that he would. Turn it round. But I think as things were going on, the chances of him possibly doing it were less and less. But nonetheless, um uh I thought he was going to be there for six years or more. I thought it was just going to be him, and you get used to that. The 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 wit and the charm and the uh the ability to communicate that he had in his two-year reign. Um and I'm afraid he's got a lot of work work to do, Potter. But I'm not negative about him. About, I'm just. What
0: about the media, though?
2: Um. Uh, I th- I think that's a good point. Actually, I think po- probably positively because he's an English manager and he's a little bit of a. You don't think so, Clayton?
3: And well, um, I th- I think they are know, absolutely desperate for him to fail. To fail, you really right? do. Why? I really, Why? Really Why? Do. I just, I just because it's us. If he'd gone to Arsenal, if he'd gone to Tottenham or what have you, because it's us, and I, I don't know whether we're one-eyed or what have you, but I, why, why has he gone there? Why He must be mad. Oh, maybe he's gone there because, you know, you get a good payday. And if it all goes wrong there, they'll all they'll say was, it is Chelsea. You know, it's... Yeah. And, and what the comparison to nothing? Yeah. Look, look what happened with David Moyes when he went to Manchester United. <laughs> David Moyes, Mr. Anti-Football. You know, Potters worked miracles wherever he's gone. And he's gone up level by level by level. Basically, people saying, oh, how's he going to deal with his?" He's never managed in the Champions League. Well, Alex Ferguson had never managed in the Champions League until his first game. Pep Guardiola has never managed in the Champions League till his first game. You got to start somewhere. I just, I, I don't, I, I think he's on a hiding to nothing. To be perfectly honest, I, I mean, for all, obvious reasons. But aren't um, are, are, are the, are they on the jury out at the moment though? Just they have to be the
2: media at the moment because the result has only been one game. They can't, you know, they're not, they're
3: not putting the knives in yet. Um, I, no, I just, I just, I, I, I just. I just think the general perception when he did it was one of, oh, he must be mad rather than, oh, aren't Chelsea brave? Yeah.
0: Or aren't Chelsea brilliant for promoting a young English manager to a top six club?
3: Yeah, but but I don't, yes, absolutely. But, you know, and say, wow, what an adventurous thing to do. Yeah, I know. Well, But I, I don't think of the
2: clueless Americans are the thing. I think... I think I think that are they're trying to paint the Americans as clueless. I don't think they're they're um, and I think it would suit that it would suit their um uh, scenario if if he were to fail because yeah. it would just say look. But that, that no
3: that's idea. it, and that's what I'm saying. They are desperate for him to fail. Yeah. Well, yeah. because they're but, desperate, they're desperate but, for Chelsea to fail. Correct. They're, they're
2: desperate for the clueless Americans to and fail. They're as desperate
3: well. for the clueless
0: Americans to fail. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, look on that point, and I don't mean to be anti-American about this, but but maybe I am. Maybe I am being a bit of a little Englander. But there is a—is there not a slight concern? I mean, you know, like today in the news, uh, Bournemouth are, are, are being bought by another American sports franchise owner. You know, you've got a lot of clubs now in the Premier League being owned by Americans. I mean, does is that, is that not? Is there? Isn't there a concern there? Or am I just being a bit of a little Englander?
2: Um, I don't. I don't think it's affected Liverpool, has it? It, it Liverpool have just made them a better club. Yeah. Um, so that yeah. um, uh, we shouldn't be concerned about that, and um, it, it's only a small percentage at the moment. I don't think you know how many of the others are. I solo. think there are
0: nine. No, I think there are nine now.
2: Are there nine? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So, well, us, Bournemouth, Liverpool, United,
2: and uh, we've got the, we've got the loudest Leeds
0: Villa, and I think maybe a couple of
2: others. Yeah. we've got the loudest loudest yeah. uh, chairman haven't we we've got the loudest yeah. owners coming up i mean if
0: if it. you think about it you know football is 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 endemic in the culture of this country i mean it's known as the nation's game and not 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 without good reason so you know i mean you know, is it is it not akin to us kind of selling our public utilities to German and French companies and stuff? You know, I don't know. An argument to be had there. An argument for another day, okay? Because this one will run and I don't, and I have to go out in a minute. So
2: I think they're having to conform mm. to um, English structures. Well,
0: that would be okay by me. This, right, we've got three more lovely emails, JK, and that's why I'm kind of hurrying us up a bit. This is from an old friend of ours and mine, actually, the lovely Chris Knott, who used to be in the Royal Navy, and uh, if we happened to be playing uh, a Chelsea game on Trafalgar Day, he would buy everybody a rum, a tot of rum, which we would oh. then go toast the immortal memory. And I, I, I know, He'll know this because he'll be listening, but uh, it was always great fun. So lovely to hear from him. He says, hey, Chidge, JK, and the others. Hi from sunny Corfu. Me and Paula, a.k.a. at Gypsy Paulie, are presently on holiday here in Corfu. We left the day after the Zagreb debacle and so much has happened since we've been here. TT sacking, the Queen passing and the appointment of Graham Potter. Whilst discussing all this over many beers the other night, Paula, who is still mourning Frank's dismissal, <laughs> said, Why don't you have a-, a listen to the fan cast and see what the feeling is on there? Good idea, I said. I can listen whilst laying by the pool. I have to admit, I haven't listened to the fan cast for a couple of years. I know, I know, sorry,
2: <laughs> but I do watch all of JK's fan bites. You don't need to look at the fan cast because it just it, it crystallises it all. It's a good point, yeah.
0: yeah thank you, JK. You're fired. It's a I know. i a joke. Whilst discussing all this... Oh, I've done that bit, haven't I? Right, JK's fan box. Anyway, listened to your last two episodes and thoroughly enjoyed them. Glad to see the standards haven't dropped. Uh, well, thank you, Chris. Uh, I wasn't surprised at the Tuchel sacking. It was coming. This is Chelsea after all. Anyway, due home Thursday and plan was to come up for Liverpool game on Sunday. Of course, that's now cancelled. Train ticket has been cancelled and refunded. All the best. Hope to see you at the Wolves game. Looking forward to welcoming Diego back to the bridge. Me and Paul are still miss him. There we go. As as do I, the mad old bugger.
2: Yeah. I've got my T-shirt on I today. Know.
0: Do you like my T-shirt?
2: Is it, is it Alan Hudson? No. Is it Aussie? Yeah,
0: God save the king. I thought that was quite appropriate.
2: No, I couldn't. The see real that well, king. Either. The real By the king. way, in the press, they were reporting that um, uh, the Chelsea fans sang "God save the Queen" when the the two pensioners laid the reeds. They did. No, they sang "God save the King."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. No, no,
2: but no, but, but no, but it was really relevant because yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they 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 sang "God save the King" as well because UEFA had banned that, mm. and, and people were there indignant. That's why they sang it. But yeah. in the in both, I read two paper articles, both newspaper articles, both said Chelsea supporters managed to get in a quick God save the Queen in, in reverence to her ma- majesty. No, right. it was they were getting God save the King in.
0: I couldn't really and hear it too I, well on the tally, to
3: be honest. But there's... two, two points, points, two points. One, hello, Paula. I haven't seen her for, for years. She's missed down at the bridge. Hey,
2: hey, Paula.
3: I um, want to marry you. Secondly, Salzburg how classy were they with their banner? absolutely outstanding I mean apart from the sort of the silent March from Earl's Court yeah the banner that they put over their club colors during that was just extraordinary And, and basically when the two pensioners came out their fans were just standing and applauding and it was just you know and ultimately Without being rude, it's got nothing to do with them. So it's just extraordinary how, how fantastic they were. So I think credit where credits you. Yeah. Um yeah. Anyway, that's that's my two credits worse.
0: No, I I think that's
2: absolutely I couldn't agree more. Right, we've got one from Alan Conway, JK. Hi, Chidge, JK, and all the other fantastic gang, especially Clayton Beerman. Oh, (laughs) just a short one to say thank you for everything you do for us. Oh, perhaps delivering a podcast weekly may seem a small feat to yourselves, a small feat to yourselves or some, but for me, it's genuinely a highlight of my week. Not to go too personal, as I know this isn't a platform for it, but I've suffered badly the past few years with depression and anxiety. Poor chap. There's days when I'm in a good place, there's days when I'm rock bottom. Regardless of what happens in my life, there's always one constant, and that is Chelsea. As a fan of almost 27 years now, where the times are good at the bridge, where the times are shit, the one constant is my beloved Chelsea Football Club, and they will always be a part of my life. That's a lie. There are two constants in my life, and that's Chelsea and the Chelsea Fancast. Hey! <laughs> Listening to you all every week really lifts me, makes me feel I have a family I've never met. We- try me if you're dissecting a bad performance or serenading in glory just listening to the show twice a week really lets me escape reality and enjoy my biggest love in life I've been a long time listener really just want to thank you all so much again I'd like to know just what a positive influence you are on my life and how just by bringing us this show every week really lifts some of us up who are struggling with life right now anyway have a wonderful week all and up the Chels, Alan Conway. Alan, that's brilliant. I'm, i We're all touched by that. That's it's absolutely, fantastic. Absolutely, um, fantastic, mate. Brilliant stuff.
3: Really. I mean, that that that's just that. It's really, it's lovely. It's lovely to hear that, and and sort of because we do it because we love it, and it's. Uh, I mean, if it helps other people in any way at all, I mean, brilliant. <laughs> and and that's great for Alan to sort of open up and and tell us.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm. I, well, I I echo those sentiments, Alan. I was really touched when I read this uh, this morning, and uh, and and absolutely humbled by the fact that, that that as Clayton so eloquently put, what we do because we love doing it and we love doing it with each other. If you see what I mean, you know we do it for fun. So the fact that it that it really helps people, I'm I'm really humbled and uh, yeah. and, and very flattered by. And uh, on that Pretty point, as, as you know, I'm a I'm a mental health professional. Um, but if, you, if you're struggling, mate, there's always people to talk to. I mean, drop me a line anytime, honestly, any time. But if you want to talk to somebody, you know, in a more kind of professional capacity, remember that, that uh, over the line, uh, dot, I think it's over the uk thing that I set up for the Supporters Trust. That will guide you to some really good people to talk to if you ever really are struggling too much. But uh, hopefully we cheer you up enough during the week to uh, keep you on the straight and narrow, as it were. But as I said, you know, if you're struggling, you know where I am. You sent me an email. You can find me. Uh, right. Last email of Zavik uh, is uh, from another old mate. It's all old mates th- tonight. I mean, how delightful is that?
2: Is he related to Harold Lowood?
0: He will tell you yes, but no, he's not, actually. But uh, I, the first time we met him, and Chris has been listening to this show since the first show, right? And uh, Martin and I hit him with that uh the first first time he sent an email in which is after about two weeks you know so uh anyway shall i read the email and then you we can talk about that uh greetings old boy from down under the chelsea roller coaster in full swing again just when you thought you couldn't be surprised by cfc must say the trap door was pulled with very little warning and after such a major player spurge uh tt should really have had time to get the new players familiar with each other and unified I heard that the new man comes in with five staff. It doesn't ever get much of a mention, but how many and who would have gone with TT? They all uh, have developed relationships with the players, so it's quite unsettling to have a bunch of blokes just gone from and out of a job. I'm not sure about a boomerang. I like that. We're going to adopt that and now call him a boomerang.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like it very much. A
0: boomerang won't come back. Uh, (laughs) That's what the Arsenal fans are saying. Charlie Drake. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Uh, Didn't like him at Arsenal. Maybe he'll end up going back. Uh, The rest of the new crew, time will tell. But Rudiger was a real leader and not sure who can will emerge. We're into springtime in South Australia. Winter Football Codes finals all on. The cross-season finished, horse racing ramps up to the Melbourne Cup in November and cricketers appearing as soon as Australian rules and rugby league concludes. The Australian A-League will soon start. It's played spring through summer as football just can't compete with the AFL, rugby league and union. The Adelaide team is called United and play in red, so it's a stretch to get on board. How would it be possible to have an advert-free version of the podcast for Patreon members. The advert must be automatically inserted, but they are just so annoying. Uh, My ears pricked up when JK was reading an email from someone from Oz, and I wondered which part. He then mentioned the Rosemount pub, which gave it away as my hometown. It was Football HQ and where I watched the 2012 uh, Champions League final, arriving at 4am with a litre of beer downed in the 15 minutes before entry. A change of ownership that didn't want salary carrying football supporters running amok ended the Rosemount Rose as an all-night football venue. A further recent change in management wanted us back, but ruined that by locking up and closing early the Sunday night of the Dirty Leeds match. The writer of the email wondered if other Adelaide Chelsea supporters may listen to the podcast. Then you chimed in mentioning myself. When you said, I know he'll be listening, well, too right I was. Adelaide hmm. Chelsea still have an active Facebook group which went into meltdown over the Thomas Tuchel sacking. Civil War was about to commence. Still have regular match events, however, with a 3pm UK kickoff. This translates to 23.30 local. Later kickoffs and Sunday matches makes it hard going to watch live for the Adelaide Chelsea Old Guard, which I certainly now qualify. And remember, I sent you an Adelaide Chelsea banner, so you're on our team sheet. I remember it well, Chris. Uh, still got it. You've had an Alec you've had Alex on a couple of times recently. She is a war historian. I thought she might be enjoy an excellent podcast series produced by Megan Spencer about her great grandfather and great uncle's involvement and what she uncovers. If you think of interest, please pass along. Glad Darren Mantle made an appearance. Yeah, it was lovely to have him back the other week. I enjoyed that. Not, yeah. short, not short of contrary opinion, and it's fun to listen when sparks fly occasionally. I met him and Stu, Stu Norman at the Victoria Paddington on Cup Final Day 2018. And you met me too, Chris, as you probably remember as well. I certainly remember it. I'll sign off for now. Best wishes as always to yourself, JK, plus the excellent array of guest stars, Blue Roo which is what he calls himself. P.S. When you say God Save the King, will you think of Charles III or Peter Osgood? Well, boys, what do you think, given what I'm
2: wearing? Um, Peter Osgood III, the King of Sanford Bridge.
0: That's right. I am wearing my God Save the King t-shirt, which uh, has got the crown on Peter Osgood. So there you go. Um, Yeah, Chris. um, Yeah, about the Patreon thing. I mean, I can't do a lot with the adverts. I don't put the adverts in. Um, because I'm on the ACAST platform, we're on the ACAST platform, they kind of put them in automatically and there's absolutely bugger all I can do about that, I'm afraid. I mean, I chose them as the platform because they're really brilliant at seeding it out to as wider an array of people as possible. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you, mate, it would be ball ache for me to publish a different version, uh, to Patreon, but as it's you, I will consider it. If I have time, I will. Uh, but as I said, it is late for me to do that, and I'm pushed for time. But And I'm sorry I can't do much about the, the in-play ads. That's just the deal. You go on A-Cast, you've got to kind of wear that, I'm afraid. So there you go. But good email nonetheless. Boys, anything to add?
3: <laughs> I, only only the fact that whoever locked them out of having to watch the Dirty Leeds game, they should thank him. Well, that's true. Yeah, he,
0: swore, he dodged a bullet with that one, didn't he? But there you go. There you go. J.K.?
2: Um, uh, do you want to give out the, uh, the, the podcast address in the middle?
0: No, it no, tricky? no. no. Okay. I'll just tell Alex. So there you tell go. Alex. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, uh, uh, I uh, mean, uh, uh, yeah, I wonder what the response of a lot of people abroad has been to this actually, as in Australia to his, um, to Tuchel's dismissal. Wonder how it's all coming across to them, whether they're getting the same, um, access to the media that we are, whether they're reacting in the same way, whether their local um, mm. their local press are, are giving Chelsea such a hard time. I'm intrigued as to how, because we are sort of um, persona non grata as a club, you know, everybody's got an agenda against us, whether this is in fact the case abro- um, abroad in other countries, I would think it unlikely. Yeah, yeah. They might have a more balanced view of the whole process.
0: Yeah, you never know. I mean, I mean look, you know, I think we've all been in an agreement you know, when when you've got these two big figureheads at a club um, that don't get on, can't work together, then it it only works one ends one way, and it ends with the bloke who who has the power getting rid of the bloke who doesn't. So I think I think it's just really, I think one of you I can't remember which one of you said that if if we you know if we still had Roman in charge um, or, or, or if or if. I think it was Clayton was saying that if once Boley's got all of his ducks in a row and sorted the club out and all the rest of it, then it would have been perfect for Tuchel because he'd have just let him get on with it. But we're not in that place right now. So in I just place, think no, it's just no. appallingly bad timing, just bad luck and bad timing, you know. And it's a great shame because I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever that wherever Tuchel goes next, he'll win something because he's that kind oh, of, of a manager. You of know?
3: course. But I, I, do, I do actually think because of the circumstances and because of his absolute love of the club, that he would come back if offered. Not not if Todd Bowley was around, he wouldn't, I suspect. Well, maybe, maybe Bowley may, you know, have changed his stance in the same way that when Roman was sacking people every two minutes, he then came to a point where he stopped doing that mm. because he realised it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the thing to do. And maybe Bowley will sort of turn around and if... Potter's not working. He may just say, "Actually, I made a mistake, Tommy T. If you can, you know, I've now got all those people in here that to do all the stuff that I wanted you to do, but you don't need to do that." I don't know who. Who knows? Who knows? Listen, I, I I think when all said and done, and it was very unfortunate in timings and all the rest of it, it still doesn't explain how. In the last, I don't know, since since the Juve game, our forwards just can't score goals because we can't create anything. And, and, and you know, in the summer, you had five out of six forwards wanting to leave the club. Why is that? Well, I don't know. Well, know, I mean, who knows? We'll find out when somebody releases a book. Hey-ho.
0: Right. That's about all we've got time for tonight. Uh, we will be back on Monday. But not for a live show, because our shows are two, two and a half hours long. There's no football to talk about. Half the news we cock a snook at because we, you know, we wait until it's kind of, you know, the the veracity of it has been proven. So I just thought, fuck that. I'm not going to, you know, try and scrabble around trying to cobble a show together. Uh, especially when waiting in the wings uh, is the next episode of our 50 Years of Chelsea series, when we recorded uh, the back end, well, the middle of the summer actually, which was the two thousand and three, oh four season, which uh, weirdly bears parallels to this in some respects. So that will be up on Monday night for you, lovely people, of course. Uh, and just to give you a heads up for what's happening the next week, again, you know, I always knew there would be no football weekend after next because it's international break time. So I was, I'm planning to do. Uh, keep your ears pegged back for this, particularly you Patreon people. Um, I'm planning to do a Q and A on Friday uh, a week today um, and uh, hopefully a few of you can join us and, and ask us some questions and have a good old chat and the following Monday I'm going to do the next episode of the 50 Years of Chelsea series which will be the lovely season which was 2004-05 when a certain Premier League title was lifted for the first time uh, the second league title for us of course but the first Premier League title so you know we're going to be doing stuff as we always do even if there's bugger or football to talk about so there you go uh clayton absolutely delightful to see you uh again uh about time i had a beer with you haven't seen you for a beer for a while
3: i know i know how ironic with mm. my surname mm. um yes lovely to be on absolutely superb really enjoyed sharing the screen with ruby um and you two aren't bad either thank you uh, come second to a
0: black lab i'll Take that any day of the week, mate, yeah, good to see you, stay safe, safe and I'll see you soon, j k good to see you, of course,
2: love to be on the show as always mm. with the, such excellent company click, yeah, and uh, you've because, got uh, i like I like the bits of friction we had, I thought that was good
0: was oh, I didn't even notice <laughs>
2: what did I? I
0: <laughs> friction in your own mind, mate, I think, but you
2: yeah. know, yeah, probably I'm not wearing any trousers, it must be that it must yeah. be that uh you've got the night off on Monday. Oh, what am I going to do with my time? I don't, I don't, know. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I might go out with a girl.
0: Go and do that. You know, that's yeah. what I would do. I, I don't know any. And no. I don't like I'm not interested. Okay. Well, go and do, go go and sort
2: out. go and sort your dad's book out or something. I don't know. Hey, hey, hey. Is is that that one like, that's it there. that's yeah. that's the uh, that's the uh, the one I've got to to I've got to publish that one.
0: Yeah, good stuff. All <laughs> right.
2: This other one he wouldn't know anybody at home that's a great radio moment wasn't it that me holding up <laughs> it book was yeah which we the, couldn't we couldn't see feature,
0: because of yeah. the keying anyway yeah and look the,
2: and the key it's called the war is over it's about him being a pow it's a very good read good anyway yeah
0: and we look forward to that one too mate have a great weekend you have a great weekend too clayton i'll see you again a week today jk for our q a get a few of the other yeah. boys and girls from the fan cast family on board for that as well great great and stuff. uh everybody out there have a great weekend too and uh, thank you for listening uh see you next week until then keep it keep it blue keep it carefree and keep it chills
1: yeah.